welcome to Inklings. I am Emily Bell Freeman, and I'm so excited to welcome you to a space where you and I get to experience a hint of something more together. This is a community where we lean into discussions that will help us obtain a bedrock understanding of the doctrines of Christ. Not overnight, but every day better. Strength gathered over time. There is a place for you here. Looking forward to spending the semester with you as we embark on a journey focused on becoming His. Good morning, everyone. Happy Thursday. So excited to be here and talk about conference. Um, Let me tell you where we're going to be as we get on here. We're going to talk a little bit about conference, of course. And then we're also going to be in Isaiah for a second. Nobody be scared if you're new around here. We love Isaiah. Um, And so you might want your Old Testament. Um, Then while everybody's getting on here, I thought this would be super fun. I... um, I was wondering, what was your favorite part of conference? What was a standout for all of you, just as we're gathering everybody here this morning? What was the, what do you feel like was the important part for you as you were listening um, to conference? Those of you who are brand new, we're so excited to have you here. You're going to love this community will talk a little bit about it. I love that someone just wrote broccoli. That is so funny. I'm in Huntington Beach at Garrett's house this morning, everybody. So that's so fun. And um, I love that covenant keeping. President Irene's talk was so good. Um, then President Nelson's talk. We loved those. How much God loves his children. Uh, This thought about spiritual momentum, which we will talk about um, today. Brother Karen's talk was a favorite of a lot of the people who I was with. Um, Ridding ourselves of conflict was so good. Um, Yeah, and that healing from past traumas was so good. I know, I'm so happy to be in California, everyone, because for some reason you're having the best weather ever. So we've been so happy about the weather. Um, Okay, here is where we are gonna start. Let me tell you a little bit about what is gonna happen um, today and then moving forward. So if you are new around here, let me just introduce you to our community first because we love this community and um, you're going to love everybody who's here. So at Inklings, what we love to do is gather together together every Thursday morning at 9 o'clock for an institute class. And we study whatever was the invitation given from conference. And then along with that invitation, we study every week one general conference talk and somewhere in the scriptures. So we're trying to combine ancient prophets and modern prophets together, and we are studying those words at the same time. And there will be a schedule that comes out. There's a workbook that we use. The workbook is just free for everybody. And we've been working on the workbook. You guys are gonna love, um, it is so pretty. It's gonna be such a pretty workbook. And the cute lady who is helping me, Lisa, work on the workbook got the flu yesterday. So she worked as long as she could last night. And by flu, I mean the 24 hour flu, not the like long flu. Um, And then she finally just went to bed. So the workbook should be out tonight or tomorrow morning. And what will happen if you're new around here is um, I will post a link so that you can find it in the stories and it will come out in the newsletter. So If you haven't signed up for the newsletter, you might want to. It's at emilybellfreeman.com. You can go in there, sign up for the newsletter. And then I'll also put it in the stories just so it is easy to find. And the workbook will be like a 12-page PDF. I'm making up the number 12 because it's not quite finished yet. But it's, it's a short PDF. And the beginning tells you how the study's going to work. 
And then there's two pages at the end that are the journal. And those two pages you want to copy 26 times so that you have enough for all the weeks that we are gonna study together. And you'll just print out that workbook and then it will tell you what our curriculum is for the whole semester, what we're going to learn. It will all come out of this past conference and then the scriptures. Um, we will do, um, okay, this is another good question. You can either watch here on Instagram Everything will be housed here for free or a lot of people um, like to use the app because they don't want to be on social media. So there's an app that you can also get that will have all the videos plus the app does a podcast. So if you are a podcast type person, you might be super interested in the app. Um, it does everything in podcast form and um it's just easier to find everything there. The workbook will be up on there so you can print it straight from there if you want to. Um, everything will be in there by tomorrow morning. And then the app for those of you who are, if, if my website is asking for a password, it means they're updating info right now. So just wait for like an hour and then go back and sign up again. Everybody's trying to get all the new semester inkling stuff in there so if it's asking for a password right now go back in in a minute and you'll be able to sign up for the newsletter and then if you I, I love how everybody's helping here on the app if you're not seeing everything you want to be able to see you just need to clear cache that's in the settings button and log back in again and everything should be there it's a little bit tricky for the next three days and actually we've been working on the app for the past two weeks just getting ready for the next semester um so be patient as we get it all up and going for this next semester and then every year you have to repurchase the app so what happens is um i found this company who is so good to us and but i have to pay them for every user who is on the app every month and so it's just a really small fee we tried to keep it about the price of like if you bought a book um that is the price of the app um it some of you your app might have just renewed and it would have been in like the past week and you'll see a invoice that is coming from either verb or sound concepts um, are the people who host the app for us some of yours will just renew and it will just keep going um if your payment form changed or things like that they will be reaching out to you to be able to get that started again and if you want to get the app i will put everything you need to know in stories and just be careful when you're signing up because we have a don't miss this app and then there's an inklings app just because it's so easy to house the things there make sure you get the inklings app when you're signing up and we will um we will walk you through exactly how to do that in the newsletter so the newsletter will tell you how to sign up for the app and we'll do that um, for a couple of weeks just so you know what you're looking for um okay so i think that helps you there then if also if you're new you're going to notice the comments become super important as you're watching um inklings all of us help each other it's like you're in an institute class and the this is the discussion that is happening right here in the comments and that's how we talk to each other while we're having this class so you're going to want to pay attention to the comments and then also um every week a newsletter will come out and it will have the comments in the newsletter because there's a lot of really good things happen in the comments um okay here's rio who's also on the road right now it's it's spring break in utah everyone so we're all everybody is traveling meantime but the wide margin is going to come up sometime today and we will link you over to it as soon as um the wide margin is available and by wide margin i'm talking about conference so both rio at work and wonder and then us here at inklings institute work together we're like sister communities and um, she's getting the whole workbook up and ready the general conference talks ready to print off that is free um, with wide margins so you can take notes in there and then 
We will also send out the study schedule, which is going to be all of the talks matched with all of the scriptures this time. So that's new. It's already going to have um, the scriptures. And then you'll be able to find all of those things. Um, the difference between someone's asking the difference between the app and using Instagram, um, the app keeps everything way more organized so that you can easily find what you're looking for. So if you're somebody who doesn't join at nine o'clock on Thursdays and you want to go back and find things, the app just makes it easier to be able to go back and find things. But, um, if you just want a free option, Instagram does all the same things for free. So it's just a little bit more work trying to find everything. Um, Desert Book also has a wide margin conference talk journal that will come out in like three or four weeks. So um, the, Rio's is eight by 10 and it will slide right in a binder um, with the rest of your workbook. So if you like to keep everything totally together, there is that option and it's 100% free. Desert Books is like $8, I think. I'm making that up. It might be $10. Um, and it's bound, which is super nice if you already want it bound. And so that is also an option. And you just want to pre-order that right now if you're doing that. Um, Rio really is working on binders for us. So just get a three-ring binder at Walmart for now. But we are looking at um, a binder that Rio will keep working on for us. So that would be so fun. Everybody's telling us it's 8.50 right now. Rio's copy I will link to in the stories. If anybody wants to know um, where stories are, if you're not good at Instagram, they're right there up at the top. When you go on your Instagram, there will be a whole bunch of circles, like a million circles, depending on how many people you follow. The one with the crown that looks like that if you click on that, and it'll just be continual for the next several days, we'll just keep putting stuff in there. If you click on that, you're gonna find the wide margin as soon as it's available, which is not gonna be right now, but probably sometime this afternoon. You'll be able to find the Inklings workbook as soon as that is ready, which will also be sometime in the next 24 hours. And, um, and the schedule and everything that you need to join with us will be in there. Um, and, um, you, if you're looking for like a, a scripture study journal, either, um, Rio is selling some over at work and wonder the one that I'm using right now is the one Deseret book, um, made that is blue. It's called, and these words, um, it's just the way I study scriptures. So if you are someone who is dying for a scripture study journal, that rather than just like a, a notebook that just has plain pages, those are some ideas if you want um, journals. And then, yes, anything that you want to use from Inklings is um, you can use. You just can use it. So if you want to print for all your family, you can totally do that. Um, however you want to um, use any of the resources here. They're all free. And our goal is just to get them to as many people as we can. So now what we're going to do is jump in. Then I'll do questions at the end. Um, one more time, if you think of other questions. So I want to think about conference and the invitation that we received from conference. And those of you who are following along, along on Inklings already know um, we are going to be studying the invitation from President Nelson to increase our spiritual momentum. And what does that even look like? And what does it look like in the day to day? That's what we're going to be talking about for the next six months is, is maybe what would that look like to increase spiritual momentum and how as a community can we help encourage and strengthen each other to actually do that, to follow that counsel and to become better six months from now where we are. So I want to start out and just talk about a couple of things. Um, we have been at the beach for spring break and we're doing a little bit of talking down here. And so I'm here with Grace and some of her friends. And we met Caleb and Maria, who my oldest son who lives in Oregon, we came down and met them and then they went a different direction on Tuesday. But while we were together, we listened to conference and then we were staying right by the beach. So we would walk down to 
um, the beach. And one afternoon, my son Caleb brought a kite with us down there and we were gonna fly this kite. And he started trying to put all the pieces together and the, the big front and then the sides and we were trying to tie the ropes and we couldn't tell if there was a tail or not a tail because there was a whole bunch of kite parts in the box and everything was dumped out on the sand and we uh, the, the cord was totally tangled up. And so we just sat in the sun and started untangling that rope and trying to get it to work. And we spent a, quite a few um, hours that afternoon trying to get that kite up and going and it just would never work. And so the next day when I was at the store, there was a little $5 kite um, Spider-Man, which made my grandson so happy that I just picked it up and thought, we'll take this over and give it a try. And we went over to the beach and it took us two seconds to put it together. And we um, tied on the big rope from the other kite that we had untangled the day before. And I don't know if any of you have ever flown a kite at the beach, but it's completely different than flying a kite at the park, at least in Utah because um, of the wind that is just constantly coming off of the ocean will catch that kite and like you don't even have to run, you just stand. In Utah when we fly kites, you like have to run down the street until you've caught the wind the right way and then you have to hope you can still keep hold of that wind as the kite goes up and as I watched this experience happening over the course of two days, I thought it's so interesting because what you are trying to do with a kite is harness the wind. Have you ever thought of that before? Um, that, that you're just trying to harness the wind and that is what is gonna give lift to the kite. And when we got the $5 kite out, we put it all together, we tied the rope on, it took one second for that kite to harness that wind and to lift and then it just stayed up we ended up tying it to the wagon and for the whole time we were there that kite was just flying it just flew and it was so fun because we knew where our little spot on the beach was by where the kite was flying and it was just after conference that all of this happened and it made me really think about this idea of spiritual momentum because with all the pieces of the kite, but not put together in the right way and totally unorganized and all over the beach in the sand and that rope tangled up, there was no way that kite was ever going to harness the wind. There was no way the momentum would come. But by taking a few minutes to sit down and untangle that rope and put all the pieces together and get everything just exactly right, then, it was so easy for that kite to get momentum and to continue that momentum, just to continue it over time. And I wanna think about that same thing as we are getting started right now because I feel like harnessing spirituality becomes easier if we have all of the parts organized and ready to begin. So that's a little bit how this study is going to go. I wanna start out for the month of April and talk about all of those pieces that we need to be pulling together in order to be able to harness spirituality, in, in order to be able to catch that lift. And we're gonna take some time in April really diving into what does that actually look like? I love when President Nelson talked at the very end of conference um, about the sundial that he had seen. I've actually, since conference, spent so much time studying sundials. And did you know that it's really common for a sundial to have a motto on it? Most sundials will have a motto. In fact, that one phrase that a lot of us are in love with, grow old along with me, the best is yet to be, is actually a sundial motto. That's where it came from. And uh, President Nelson read us one, one motto that came off of a sundial that he had seen. As I was studying, I realized the man who wrote that motto or that poem for that sundial actually has written a lot of poems for sundials all over 
Um, but I love the one that he talked about and just the two sentences at the very end where he said, one hour alone is in your hands, the now on which the shadow stands. And I love the thought about this now that he talked about, that in a given day, um, it doesn't matter as much what was behind or what's to come forward as it matters the now um, on which that arrow is pointing or, or which the sun is on the now right there and how important that becomes in every single day. And that really caught me. It made me want to stop and think for a minute, what does the now of my day actually look like? And also, do I even have one? Like, do you have a now for spirituality? And what is your now? Um, is there a set time? Is there a set practice? Is there a set way of doing things? And figuring that out might require untangling. It might require sitting down and pulling the pieces together of what, what should a spiritual now actually look like in the place where you are right now. And I want to say this at the beginning, and we're going to talk about this more over the next three weeks as we go through this focusing on this now in our day and thinking about that sundial. As we go through a sundial, you're going to see there's so many hours in a day on a sundial. And, and when you get your journal, there's going to be a sundial on there that you can think about and reflect back to. There's going to be so many things that fill a day. And I love that what happened in that poem President Nelson read to us is, we don't need to fill all those hours. We're not expected to fill all those hours in spiritual time or spiritual things. But what if there was just a now every day where we did do that, where we took time to think about what that was going to look like? Um, I love when he said in that talk, now is the time we can learn. Now is the time we can turn again to Christ now is the time we can bless others and lift up the hands that hang down. And one of the reasons why I loved those three things is because it reminded me of something I heard many years ago. There was a professor at BYU who did a study a long time ago. And in that study, he said, if you just do three things every day, you will never leave religion. And right when um, the man said that, I was like, I'm so interested. I'm like, I'm so intrigued by the three things because it feels so simple. And the three things he said was to read your scriptures, to pray, and to serve. If you could do those three things every single day, you would never leave religion. And as I think about what President Nelson talked about, I love that those were kind of the three things that he gave us. Now is the time we can learn, right? This is the time when we can get in scripture every single day. Then he said um, this, he really said, now is the time we can repent. But you know I love to change that word repent to turn again to Christ. And we do that over and over throughout the day. And one of the ways that we turn again to Christ is through prayer. And so making that part of our now, of our day. And then the last thing he tells us is now is the time we can bless others and lift up the hands that hang down. So as we're going through these conference talks and through these scriptures that we're going to dive into, those are the three things I want to be thinking about the now of our day. Um, this idea of taking the time to learn, to turn again to Christ, and to serve. And as we go through the talks, to be looking for those things. I love when he said this, there are things the Lord would have you do. There are some things we can control, including how we spend our time each day. That's something we can control. And I love the thought of the untangling to make it so we actually are controlling that part of our day, that we actually are harnessing spirituality 
one time every single day as we go through. Now, the other thing I want to talk about is this. At different times and in different seasons, that is going to look different for everyone. If you have little toddlers, your now might not be an hour. Um, you, you might harness spirituality in the in-betweens. And it might be while you're folding laundry. It might be while you're making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Um, it might be in the five minutes before you crash at night because you're so exhausted. Um, as you go through, I love um, this thought of you get to choose how you're going to spend your time on that day. And you know what your balance is and what that needs to look like. And also give yourself grace. Don't set an expectation that you won't be able to meet, but think about what does this actually look like for me and my day right now? If you're working full time, also figuring out where does this fit in and maybe it's on the drive to work and it's on the drive home from work. You'll just sit in it and the spirit will help us to know and we actually are gonna spend time talking about what this actually looks like. We will sit down and untangle that rope together for the next three weeks. Um, I also, if you don't know very much about this community, one thing that is true about us is we love the sprinkles on top of cupcakes. And this is the reason why we do, and you'll hear us use the word sprinkles all the time. This is not an all or nothing community. This is not an all or nothing study. Um, you just come and get what you can when you can. We don't use the phrase here, I'm trying to catch up on inklings. If you miss a week, you just missed a week and you'll jump in the next week and get what you can. And no matter what, at the end, there will be goodness. There will be sweetness. You will get the sprinkles um, that you need from here. And so you just come when you can and dive in where you can. Um, some of us might... Um, be at a place where we can put more study in and you will just determine that. You will determine how much study you have and what um, you can do. I don't know how many of you live in California who are on here right now, but last month, President Nelson spoke to the people in California uh, one Sunday afternoon. And I had the opportunity to listen to that talk and it was so good and there were a couple standouts that I want to talk to you about. One of the things that he talked about is that Jesus Christ has the power to comfort, strengthen, renew, and heal you. And I'm so interested in that word renew. The other words I've thought about before, um, to comfort, to strengthen, to heal, those are words that we're familiar with. We talk about all the time um, those are words that make me think of grace and how he meets us where we are and he wants to comfort us and strengthen us and heal us. But I love when President Nelson used this word renew, um, that he wants to renew us. And part of the now of our day, part of that sundial moment is the idea that he will renew us every single day. Um, I love that you're asking about my bracelet. You guys will have a little pause for a second. You can just make these from Walmart. It says God's girl on it. I just love the reminder um, every single day. So it, I wear it lots of times um, around the house just because I like that reminder. So um, as you think about that, the other thing President Nelson said that I loved is he talked um, to all of the saints here and said, why are you here at this time? And I want you to think about that for a minute, even if you don't live in California. If you were gonna think about just your life and the world right now, why are you here at this time? And then he said this, which is so interesting. He said, in the pre-mortal life, you showed increased faith in Christ, which I love the thought of that. In the pre-mortal life, you showed increased faith in Christ. And then he said this, you sought the greatest of all talents. And right when he said that, I was like, I'm so interested to know, like, what is the greatest of all talents? Don't you wonder what that is, what, what President Nelson would say the greatest 
of all talents was. And also when he said it, you guys, I've always had this theory that in heaven we stood in line for the talent that we wanted. Has anyone else ever thought that before? Like, Or you'll hear people say, I did not stand in the line for singing or I did not stand in the line for um, dancing or whatever it is. Um, I love that he alludes to the fact that for some reason in the pre-existence, we sought the greatest of all talents. And then he said, it's the talent of spirituality. And my next thought was, um, what even is the talent of spirituality? And what does that look like? And, and how would we develop a talent of spirituality? And so I've been thinking about that a lot in the past month. Um, this talent of spirituality. In fact, I met this boy um, one afternoon. We were talking and I found out he was Jewish. And you guys know how much I love people who are Jewish. And the entire um, idea of all the rituals and the rhythms of holiness and all of those things. So when I met him and he told me he was Jewish, I said to him, Oh, tell me your favorite part of being Jewish. And then he said, I'm not practicing right now, which I thought was so interesting. Think about that word for a minute. I'm not practicing right now. And as I thought about what President Nelson had said about this talent of spirituality, it made me think to myself, am I practicing right now? Like, is that what my life looks like right now? Am I practicing spirituality and what would that actually look like? And I love this idea of um, setting aside a little time every day to practice spirituality, to actually start gaining and increasing positive spiritual momentum. And that's what we're going to be looking at. So what this study is going to look like for the next six months is the first month, the month of April, we'll be talking about how we spend our time each day. And the um, journal is going to also allow for us to like lean into the now of every day and how we're spending that time. And we're going to look at developing habits or practices that will allow us to stay consistent in this pursuit. In May, we're going to then start going through the five things that President Nelson told us in his talk on momentum. So if you want to, next week, we're going to be studying President Nelson's talks from conference, all three of them, the first, the second, like the opening talk, the talk Sunday morning session, and then the talk that closed conference. We're going to be pulling parts of those talks out. And um, so you could start looking in the Sunday morning talk. He gave us five suggestions. Those are going to make up the rest of the study. So in May, we'll talk about getting on the covenant path and staying there. In June, we will discover the joy of daily repentance or daily turning again to Christ. In July, we'll learn about God and how he works. In August, we will learn about seeking and expecting miracles. And then in September, we'll go to that, that last part that he talked about twice, which was um, ending conflict in your personal life. So that's what the study is going to look like. Now, within all of those months, within all of those six topics, we will pull in the conference talks and a lot of scriptures that are going to help us to understand better um, each of those things. So we will dive in. And what happens is on Sundays, at some point in the day on Sunday, depending on what my Sunday looks like, the reading will come out for the week. And the reading will include a conference talk and it will include this time the scriptures that we're going to be talking about. And so you'll be able to go through and dive into your own study as you prepare for Thursday morning. Um, we are going to have people who are going to join us to help um, talk through some of these things with us, all new people this time. And those of you who have been here before know that they kind of come from all different walks of life. They're all different ages. Um, my hope with this is that we're reaching a larger community, that we're bringing in um, 
women from all different parts of the world and all different parts of um, where they are in their faith journey to be able to come and join us here. Um, some of them have powerful social media voices. Some of them are just stay-at-home moms. And we just have a good mix of women who will come and join us. On Mondays, I will introduce you to who we're going to be talking with that week. Um, there are always people who are just good at communicating, at telling their stories, and at teaching. And so they will bring something good to the table. Then on Thursdays, we have a live institute class every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Utah time. And... Um, we will post those on Instagram right after, and they go up on the app within about an hour. It takes a little while to download into the app, but then those come right up. And so that's what the study is going to look like as we go through this time, which will be super awesome. Um, I want to take you into Isaiah now for a minute, and nobody be worried about Isaiah because we just have learned to love Isaiah over here. If you're new, um, you just know we love Isaiah at Inklings. And um, then, um, oh, and I love that somebody is asking me about just stay-at-home moms, which I am um, one of. And um, don't think that I don't, oh, and there's my husband, Greg, who loves my hair today. Hi, Greg. Um, Let's um, talk about that for a minute so everybody knows um, when I think about staying at home moms, that is the life for most of us. And the, that comes from a complaint that came from last Inklings where people were like, we don't just want social media people here. Um, sometimes we just want to see stay at home moms. And I am trying to balance both of those things so that we get... Um, people who maybe are um, communicating with a giant platform. And we also get those of us who our greatest work might be within the walls of our own homes and what we are learning um, there and teaching there. I tell people all of the time that the greatest influence that I have had has come from within the walls of my own home and the greatest impact that I have had has been with my kids and the people they bring over to eat um, lunch at the kitchen table. And so um, for, we will have both. We will balance um, both of those things happening as we go through this. And for those of you who really wanted people who are in the trenches, we will have women in the trenches of at home, and we will have women who are at the trenches at work, and we will have women who are older, and women who are younger, and women who are not married yet, and all, we just, we try and get a good group of everybody um, who is coming. I'm sure Anthony will show up at some point in the study, because we love when Anthony shows up. Um, throughout the study, and maybe we'll see some of our old friends, but I also love introducing you to new friends as well. Um, okay, so now we are going to dive into Isaiah before we finish, and we're going to talk about Hezekiah, who is one of my favorite people in the Old Testament, and there's something that happens in Isaiah's life. There's actually two things, and we're just going to go back to back, so Isaiah 37 and then Isaiah 38 is where we will be. And um, what happens here is there is a huge army that is going to come. Hezekiah is the king when Isaiah is the prophet. That's what time we're in. So Hezekiah is going to be the king. And there's a huge army that is going to come and wants to destroy the people of Jerusalem and Hezekiah um, is so nervous about what is happening. I love that. I love when you guys, I'm going to try and go back and read these comments of everybody saying who they want because I actually love this idea of somebody who just said um, the, um, a mom of, of kids who struggle with special needs. 
Um, that's such a good idea. I'm going to put that on my list also. And if there are, are women that you specifically want to hear from, send me ideas because I just keep a list when I meet people that I'm like, oh, this woman has such a good story that we would love to um, talk about here. So just shoot them in the DMs. I don't write them right now because I'm not going to look at them because I'm going to be telling you about Hezekiah but put them in the DMs of people that you maybe would like to hear from. It doesn't have to be names of people you know. It could also be situations like that. If you want to hear from um, more stay-at-home moms, if you want to hear from certain um, people who maybe would know something about something, let's um, put in that. And then also, yes, all the voices of the 1,800 women who are here at Inklings, which we love that. And I do love that. The mothers of prodigals, you guys know that it holds a really special place in my heart. So you be thinking, and I'm always thinking of who would be fun to bring here and, and talk to us. Um, okay. So we're going to go back to Hezekiah now. There's going to be this huge war. He is so worried about what is going to happen. And in verse three, he says, this day is a day of trouble. And I love this definition that he says, for the children are come to the birth and there is not strength to bring forth. And it, it reminds me of when my daughter Meg was in labor because she labored for 24 hours. And at the very end, there was some concern that she, she was so exhausted that she was not going to have strength to deliver that baby. And people started talking about a C-section and, and what were we going to do? And she was exhausted and the baby was getting to the point where he needed to come out. And I love what he's talking about here that um, this children who need to be delivered, they are come to the birth or they're coming to the point of needing that deliverance. And there is not strength to bring it forth. There's not strength in the house of Israel for this last deliverance that is needed. And I'll never forget um, when Megan was in that labor and delivery room and at that moment where they started debating what they were going to do. I don't know how they knew how to do this and it, and it was such a tender moment for me, but women started entering the room. And it was all of these nurses who were out there. There were some that came from the nursery to be there. And then there were other nurses who had been in and out throughout the day. And there was the nurse that kind of was um, championing her cause, right? It was the nurse that had been with us all day long. And they all entered the room and they stood in different places all around that bed. And they just cheered her on and they told her she was strong enough and that she was capable of doing what was needed in that moment and they brought the strength that only women bring you know how that happens when we gather together in those life moments that we know i love that someone was like we're all women we're all in the trenches and that is so true and it was one of those life moments where in the next 15 minutes that baby came. But what I will remember the most is those women who just silently, like they just, it wasn't like someone put out a call in the hallway for the women to come. They just quietly entered the room what, one at a time until there was like nine women in that room just cheering her on and telling her she could do it and she knew what to do and her body knew what to do and she was gonna be able to do this delivery. And it was so sweet. And I love that thought when Isaiah says, for the children are come to the birth and there is not strength to bring forth and how much fear there was in that moment. And I love that in that moment, what he does is turns to the Lord. And um, I think as we look at our day and our time, sometimes I think we, we look around and think, is there strength for what we are up against right now? And that thought of gathering together in strength, well, what happens is the man who is going to come against Israel sends a letter to Isaiah 
And in the letter, he just says to him, you, you can't win this. And your God is not bigger than this. And he lays out all the reasons why the delivery won't come for him. And, and his intent is to sow doubt and discord and contention and worry and fear and division. That's the intent. And I love what Isaiah does because it says in verse 14, and Hezekiah, I mean Hezekiah, not Isaiah, and Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up unto the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. Who loves that he just spreads out that letter, all of that doubt and that fear? It's almost as if he's like, can you see this? Can you see what is happening right here? And um, he prays unto the Lord and um, says, what should we do? What, what are we going to do here? And I love the Lord's answer in verse 26. He's like, have you not heard from long ago how I've done this before and how I have brought it to pass before? Like, do you remember who I am and what my capacity is in this moment? And I love when he says in 28, I know your abode and you're going out and you're coming in. And I love when he's also, and I also know how your people are not always happy with me and they don't always do what I say. And, and he's, he kind of talks about, um, this struggle of preparing strength and preparing for this moment of delivery. And then he says in verse 35, I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. And then he goes out and provides this deliverance. And one of the things that I loved about the story and that I've been thinking about is um, those papers that we're gonna write every week, right? Those things that we're gonna write down in our study and what we're gonna learn and how we're gonna turn again to the Lord and, and how we're gonna serve and all of those things that we're going to do. I love the thought of spreading those papers out in front of the Lord and asking for his help in the now of our day, that he'll be able to help us do the things that we need to do. And then we get to the next chapter. And here is why I love this chapter because it's the only place in scripture where a sundial is mentioned, but it's also one of my most favorite stories of Hezekiah. So right after that happens, Hezekiah becomes sick unto death. It tells us, and I love this story in Isaiah. I, it's also repeated in Second Chronicles, and I love it in Second Chronicles as well. Um, I should have looked where it was in Second Chronicles, and I can't remember. But I'm going to read you the one in Isaiah is where we're going to start. And he gets sick unto death, and he Isaiah comes to him and says to him, "Put your house in order because you are going to die." He tells him. And when you read the story, it, it tells us how Isaiah tur or Hezekiah turned to the wall and he wept sore. And he says to the Lord, remember me. Um, remember what I have done and how I have walked in truth and with a perfect heart. And I've tried to do that which is good in your sight. And in verse 3, it tells us, and Hezekiah wept sore. And I love the thought of this that um, we, we all have those turn our face to the wall moments. We all have those moments where we weep and we plead um, for direction. And um, there, there might be deliverance that you're praying for right now or that you are hoping for and that you need in your life right now. And as he's praying to the Lord, Isaiah is walking out of the palace or wherever he lived. And when he gets to the courtyard, the Lord comes to Isaiah and says to him, go back and say to Hezekiah, I have heard your prayers. I have seen your tears. In Chronicles, it says, behold, I will heal you. He tells him and he will add 15 years to his life. And he tells him, and I will defend this city and this shall be a sign unto you from the Lord that the Lord has spoken. And then in eight, he's going to give this sign. 
And the sign is, I will bring again the shadow of the degrees, which is gone down in the sundial 10 degrees backwards. So the sun returned 10 degrees by which degrees it had already gone down. That was going to be his sign that the Lord was going to give him this extra time in his life, right? This, this extra time because he had seen his heart and he had remembered him and he saw that he was trying to do what was good in his sight. And I love the thought of this as we are preparing for this study, because does anyone else feel like they need extra time in your life? Is it anyone else's life um, in that space where you're like, there are just so many things that I have to get done. And what is that going to look like for me right now? And I love that in chapter 38, there is just this small moment where for 10 degrees backwards, Hezekiah is given this extra time on the sundial. And that is what I am praying for as I enter into this study is this this sundial moment, this extra time, this time where we get to have this spiritual um, pause, the spiritual now in our day, and that we will be blessed with that extra time, whatever it is, to be able to find that and to be able to find that spiritual momentum in our life. And for whoever we are and whatever we're doing, I, for the past three weeks, had Garrett and Natalie's kids first. So I had Kingston and Araya, remember when they came? And then the week right after, I had Luca. And lots of times people will say to me, how do you get so much done in your day? And I will tell you for the last three weeks, I have been dragging, just trying to get through the day. That is so much work when you are in the trenches of the little ones. And sometimes we forget that that is like from the moment you get out of your bed until the moment you get back in bed again, you are like on call and running. And it's the ages that I love the most. They're three, four, and five right now. It's for sure my favorite ages of life. And the conversations we have had over the past three weeks have been amazing. And my personality is just to get in um, with them. Um, I want to play and I want to talk about all the things and I want to have all the imagination and go on all the walks and pick up all the rocks and you know you your hands just become full of carrying all of what a three four and five year old life looks like that's what I feel like I have done for three weeks is just carry um, all of those pieces of what makes up a toddler life and maybe that is your life right now Um, or maybe it is I, I read in here that someone's just losing their sister right now and I remember when that was happening with my friend Chris and how everything else went on the back burner while you did that and you were fully present in that place at that time. And um, sometimes you've got a huge, I'm with a bunch of young single adults who are in college right now and this is the week right before finals week and that is what is taking up all of their time right now. And I know that God looks down at us and says, I see your life. I see your trenches. I see what you are doing and carrying right now. And what I know of God is that his expectations match our ability in that moment, that he's going to see where we are at and what our hands are full with. And he's going to meet us in that place. And whatever we have to give in that moment, he's going to increase that capacity and transform it and bless it to be exactly what we need that moment to be in our life. And I love knowing that's how he works and that's what he's going to do for us. And that is what I am anticipating as we move into this next season. And it will look different for all of us. Um, as we go through 
each of these things that we are doing in our life, but that we will all be blessed abundantly for it. So that is what the new study is going to be. Does that sound good? Does that sound like a, a good study? And I love that you're giving me so many names and um, people that we can think about. And I think you're going to love the people who we have um, coming this time too. And, and a lot of these names that you're giving because we've already done the ask for this semester will uh, be women that will show up in future semesters, obviously from now. But I love, um, I love the thought of just gathering these women. And I do, I truly love the thought of, um, some of you coming and joining us as we go through this walk together. Um, and we think about these things as we lift each other and strengthen each other and encourage each other to be able to go forth and, and just learn and accept the invitation of a prophet and be a community that gathers women who are looking to strengthen their faith and, and become more through him and what that looks like. So, so many good things, so many fun things to look forward to. Just stay watching in your inbox for those newsletters to come. And then also in the stories over the next little bit, I'm driving from California to St. George today. So I'm on my way back home. And so just as service allows, we'll be doing that. And then by Sunday morning, we will be ready to go. So it should be so good. Oh, and some of you are talking about small groups, which we will talk about more on the next Inklings. Um, one of the things that started happening and it is so fun is a lot of you are actually gathering women to study with in your places, wherever you are. I had an opportunity to attend a couple of these this last semester, and it is so fun to watch women come together and just talk about what we're studying and these words of prophets and, and what is going on, um, in the world today as we think about that. And so for those of you who are interested, let me just tell you how women are doing this. Some of them are, are doing it within their relief societies. Some of them are just gathering their friends from wherever you live are gathering together. Um, some people are doing it with their daughters and daughter-in-laws over Zoom, wherever they live in the whole country. So you just figure out what you want to do and gather your group and you can, some people do it weekly. My mom's is weekly. Um, some people do it once a month and they just have different women that they say, you be in charge of this talk and they assign out the talks and they assign out the scriptures and there's like an, a five minute expert in the group that talks about that thing and then everybody talks about it together. And I love that there's not one set way to do it, that everybody's coming up with their own, what this is gonna look like in their circle, which is awesome. And then um, for those of you who are don't have as much community around you for whatever reason that may be, that is why we do Thursday morning inklings at nine o'clock because this is just a big small group. That's what it is. So we all meet together and um, study here together. So just however you want to um, do this and whatever this looks like for you, that's so fun. And there were 10,000 comments on here that I can tell are so good. So I'll go back and try and read through all of them. And then we'll see you um, next Thursday, which will be so fun. Oh, you know what else I forgot to mention? The Grace event sold out. Any of you who um, are wanting to do that, they're debating opening up a Friday session. So there is a waiting list right now over there. And I'll put up in the thing today, if that's something you're considering, um, that depending on how many people would want to come is how they'll decide if they're gonna open up that Friday event for the Grace Conference. Um, so I'll link to that today too. And then you can look at it and just see if that's something that you're interested in. And then I'll see you next Thursday here and just be watching for everything to come out over the next 24 hours, maybe 48, but everything coming um, just shortly. So, so fun, such a good study. Um, see you next week. Thanks for joining me. This podcast is taken from our Thursday Inklings discussions 
which happen live on Instagram at inklings.institute. If you loved being here, I'd love to invite you to go even deeper with me, get reminders, and enjoy first access to all our events and gatherings by going to emilybellfreeman.com backslash inklings.